Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Off in the SSA Podcast, focusing on the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. I'm your host, Stu, and on today's show... The Indy 500 has qualifying day, F1 has an exorbitant team fee, and NASCAR has a charter system along with capped field sizes. IMSA doesn't have anything like this, and with 2024 entry numbers projected to be even larger than this year, it begs the question, who's gonna be on the grid? Well, the 2023 IMSA season has seen a tremendous period of growth. The Rolex 24 saw a reserve list of 10 cars in addition to a maxed out 61 car field. And while we haven't heard of cars being turned away from races due to grid size constraints, there has been a sizable increase in the number of cars on any given grid. Now in many ways, this is a great problem to have. IMSA and sports car racing in general are experiencing a huge boom, which is great for the sport, but it's also had some major implications in both IMSA and the WEC. The WEC has cut the LMP2 class completely from their grids with the exception of the 24 Hours of Le Mans and this is in response to the expected large growth in the LMGT3 category that's coming next year as well as continued growth in their hypercar class. Over here in North America, IMSA has cut the LMP3s from their roster for next season which may come as a welcome sight to some in order to open up some grid spots. But despite opening up some grid spots by eliminating LMP3, IMSA's on a crash course for more grid size problems in 2024. You see, in 2023, I've counted 50 Michelin Endurance Cup Series entries that have competed in all three of the events so far. There have been eight in GTP, eight in LMP2, seven in LMP3, eight in GTD Pro, and 19 in GTD. Now these are certainly some healthy grid sizes, and that's been representative by the level of competition that we've witnessed out on track. And with an eye towards 2024, there's even more growth that's coming. See, I mentioned just a moment ago about the WEC cutting the LMP2 class from competition. Well, many of those cars and many of those teams are looking to come over and race in IMSA. Strong teams such as United Auto Sports have already confirmed their intentions to run two-car operations in IMSA next year. 2023 Le Mans 24 class winners Inter Europol have also indicated to Daily Sports Car that they intend to come over and field an entry in IMSA as well. Add these to the list of teams such as Riley Auto Sport that are going to be making the jump up from LMP3 and AO Racing, an already existing team that competes actually in IMSA and the WEC, but they're looking to add an LMP2 car on the grid next year as well. Oh yeah, and this is before I've even talked about many of the GT teams that are looking to grow and expand. Look, it doesn't take long for you to realize that the grid is going to be absolutely packed next year. And with the grid being packed next year comes a lot of news stories with it. Which is why I'm happy to announce The S's. The S's is a weekly newsletter curated by me with all of the biggest IMSA news that you need to know curated into a quick five minute easy to read email. In addition to the news and all the relevant articles I think you should check out, I'll throw my opinion in there as well. 
and keep you up to date with all the upcoming events that are going on and everything that you need to know from the past week. You can subscribe to The S's by clicking the link in the show notes or heading to offintheses.com. Now in a recent video on the IMSA YouTube page between Racer Magazine's Marshall Pruitt and IMSA President John Doonan, one of the topics that they discussed was the entries that they have received so far for next year. The IMSA president indicated that they have received 65 entries for either the full season grid or the Michelin Endurance Cup next year. 65 entries, wow. You think back to the grid sizes that we were looking at just a few years ago and to think that we're full for next season or going to be full is wild to think about. And even considering the growth from last year to this year is going to be pretty substantial as well. As I mentioned, there have been about 50 cars that have turned out for the Michelin Endurance Cup this season. To think that there's even further growth to happen on top of that heading into next season is wild to believe. Now, despite John Doonan saying that they've received 65 entries so far, he expects that the Rolex 24 will be capped at 60 entries. I know there was a last minute addition last year to get 61 entries on the grid. I don't know if we should expect to see something like that going forward again. And then when you look at some of the other Michelin Endurance Cup events, John Doonan said that they would quote, be grazing 60 entries. That would be nuts. 60 entries at tracks like Watkins Glen at Petit Le Mans. <laughs> oh man, things are going to get hectic if we're seeing 60 car grids for some of these Endurance Cup races. Now based on news articles and some announcements that have come out over the summer, I think we can paint a pretty good picture and make some pretty informed guesses as to what this 60 car grid could look like. Now, keep in mind, none of the entries that I'm going to talk about are fully confirmed. They are just reports. But we will get a list from IMSA at the State of the Sport address at Michelin Raceway Road Atlanta in a couple of weeks as to what the full grid is going to look like. Now, we're going to start off with GTP, and I've narrowed it down to 11 full season and Michelin Endurance Cup entries, which is an increase from the eight that we've had this year. Of course, you're going to start off with the two returning entries from Porsche Penske Motorsport. You have Wayne Taylor Racing back on the grid. They are adding a second entry next year, the number 40. Uh, you're going to have the Cadillac Racing 01 in addition to the number 31 Cadillac. And then you have the two RLL BMWs. Throw in a couple of Porsche customer entries from Proton Competition and JDC Miller Motorsports. And then also the Iron Lynx Lamborghini that is expected to compete in the Michelin Endurance Cup, just not at the Rolex 24, and there you have 11 entries. Now, there might be a couple of notable entries that are missing from this list. First of all, Meyer Shank Racing. At this point, there's not really any concrete indication of where they might land on the grid, so I have excluded them from this GTP class. At this point in time, there's no confirmation of anything, but it looks like their best shot to get on the grid might be in a customer Porsche. However, there are some problems that might potentially be plaguing those customer Porsches, and I have also chosen to exclude a second entry from Proton Competition. They have rumored, they have mentioned that they want to have a second Porsche 963 on the IMSA grid next year, but Porsche is not committing to being able to have additional customer cars in time for the start of the IMSA season next year. And a lot of this probably revolves around the upgrades that they're currently working on for the 963 and making sure that they get those rolled out to their current fleet of cars before they concentrate on growing that fleet. 
LMP2 is where we see a huge increase here. There were eight LMP2s on the grid in the Michelin Endurance Cup this year, and next year we're tracking towards, I believe, 14 or so. You have returning entries from Era Motorsports, PR1 Matheson, a couple of TDS racing entries, Tower Motorsports, High Class Racing has been a stalwart on the grid, the CrowdStrike Racing 04, and then I think that Rick Ware Racing will return as well. Then you get to entries such as Riley Motorsports and Sean Creech Motorsport that are moving up from the LMP3 ranks. A few entries coming over from the WEC and two United Autosport entries and an inter-Europol competition LMP2. And then add on the AO Racing LMP2 expansion and you find yourself with 14 cars. 14 cars would be a pretty healthy grid indeed, and this was even including me leaving out the AF Corsa entry who has competed in a couple of the Michelin Endurance Cup events this year. Jumping to GTD Pro, I think we're on pace to have about 13 entries in that class next year, up from eight that we have this year. FAF Motorsport, WeatherTech Racing, Vassar Sullivan, a couple of Corvettes by Pratt Miller Motorsport, The Heart of Racing, and Turner Motorsport, I would all expect to see on the grid. Kelly Moss has made it clear that they would like to have an entry in the GTD Pro class next year, and AO Racing has also announced that they plan to move up to the GTD Pro class as well. Paul Miller Racing has also indicated that they will be jumping up to the GTD Pro class from the GTD class. Well, also see a couple of Ford Performance Mustangs added to the grid next year. And I also believe we'll see the Risi Competizione Ferrari return for the Endurance Cup. There you have it, a 13 car grid. That would be a, a, a nice little increase from what we've had this year. And I think a lot of those cars that are going to be added onto that grid would be for the full season, which that's been one of the things that would be it would have been nice to see that GTD Pro class get a little bit of a bump in full season entries, and I think we're going to see that next year. Rounding out the grid, we have GTD, and while the increase is relatively small in comparison to the increases in other classes, don't forget we did see a very large increase in the GTD class heading into this season. This year, we had 19 entries for the Michelin Endurance Cup schedule, and I think that we are going to see 22 for the grid next year. Turner Motorsports, a couple of Wright Motorsport Porsches, Windward Racing, a trio of Kelly Moss Motorsports entries, which they have announced they would like to have four cars on the grid next year. The Heart of Racing, Vassar Sullivan, Magnus Racing, who might fly under the radar a little bit, but they've been stalwarts on the Michelin Endurance Cup grid recently. Preston Korthoff Motorsports, Racer's Edge, and the Wayne Taylor Racing Acura, along with the Gradient Racing Acura as well. Forte Racing by USRT, the Iron Dames entry, Inception Racing, a couple of AWA Corvettes, which will be new to the grid next year. Conquest Racing has announced that they'd like to run a full season with their Ferrari, as have AF Corsa. Andretti Autosport also have confirmed their move to the GTD class, and I would expect Triarci Competizione to also be on the Michelin Endurance Cup grid. There are also a couple of notable exceptions here, one of them being a very recent one and Lone Star Racing. They just returned to the grid for the Indianapolis round and have announced that they intend to do races next year. They were a little bit vague in what sort of schedule that they were planning on, so it could just be a couple of one-off races. Maybe it's going to be a Sprint Cup schedule. 
but I'm going to leave them off of this list for now. And then really the big question mark here is four, do they plan to have customer entries on the grid? We know Corvette, they're going to have two sort of factory supported GTD Pro class entries, and then they're going to have two cars run by AWA in the GTD class. But Ford has been hesitant to announce it. They're looking at spreading their limited supply of Mustangs around the world in different racing series. But they certainly do have plenty of interest here in North America to field the car. One of the ones that I recall seeing from earlier in the season is current Michelin Pilot Challenge Team PF Performance. They explicitly expressed their interest in going GT3 racing with the Mustang. And these Ford entries are going to be ones that I'm keeping a keen eye on as we head in to the state of the sport address at Road Atlanta and get an idea for what the grid is going to look like next year. That's going to wrap this one up, though. Make sure before you go that you are subscribed on your favorite podcasting app so that you never miss an episode. You can also follow along and interact with us on Twitter, aka X. Just look for Off in the S's. Also, check out the video version of the podcast on YouTube. Just look for, you guessed it, off in the S's. Once again, though, thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great race weekend. It doesn't go off in the S's.